0: Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Hey
1: everybody, welcome to episode 15 of Metallica's The Metallica Podcast. I am your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon, and I am very happy to be joined for the first time since the epic conclusion of the In Summer For All series, Mr jason long jason how are you buddy
0: doing good bud how are you
1: doing very well thanks uh and thank you for coming back on the show uh this has been about two weeks in the making a little back and forth on both ends but we finally are touching base and making it happen
0: yeah it's uh i had a lot of fun when we did Dyer's eve and uh you know when you, when you were talking about doing the tour talking about the tour and stuff i yeah absolutely this, this is a lot of fun
1: yeah i this is probably the best part, and one of the main reasons why I wanted to do a podcast about Metal in the first place was to help connect me to fans like you and the other fans that have been on the show, and, uh, you know, it's this podcast thing in the Twitter world, you know, it's amazing how it can bring people together, as quickly as it can turn people on each other.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, hey, 20,000 downloads, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you man. Thank you. I appreciate that. You yeah. know, this is like a little my little small DIY thing I do uh on uh <laughs> real cheap equipment and uh so I never thought that just over a year uh I would have anywhere close to that. So thank you for people like you and the rest of the militia <laughs> for yeah, it's uh, it's- helping me out there. That's it's yeah. awesome. So thank you. Yes, sir. Now I gotta before we jump into the World tour, I do want to mention one quick thing. Um, I know that you are a big sports fan. Um, for those of you who might have missed the Dyer's Eve episode, well, first of all, you should stop this, go back, listen to that one. make sure you download and subscribe, of course, if, if you're not already. but <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, for those of you who might not have listened or may have forgotten, Jason is the man that was behind the petition, the online petition, to try to get Metallic to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, I think this was 2016, right? 2017, when it was in San Francisco, so their home turf. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. You and got
1: it. Uh, And I just want to mention that because, you know, since that petition, literally, Every year when the halftime show has happened since then, I feel like my Twitter timeline and Instagram timeline is just bombarded by people who want Metallica to perform the halftime show. And I thought that was especially true when a few weeks ago we got the Maroon 5 halftime show, which I think received, um, I'm not going to say whether rightfully so or not, I'm not a Maroon 5 fan, but. I think generally it received uh, a negative reaction from most everybody for a variety of reasons.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I can say. I I don't know what that was. I mean, they make they make music that people like, and God bless them for being able to do it. And you know, props to the people that like them, and you know more power to you. You know, if it makes you smile, if it makes you move, whatever the case may be, right. I watched that though. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it, uh, I, I was not in, I was not impressed.
1: <laughs> well, I was, uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, a little intoxicated by the time halftime rolled around and oh, I am nice. a, and I am a massive Patriots fan. So, when the Super Bowl ended and people were talking about the halftime show, I was like, oh, wait, there was a halftime show? Right. Well, it was a boring game. How, how nervous were you? I actually was very nervous going to the fourth quarter because I completely get that it was uh, a generally boring game, but if you have if, – if one of your teams is in a 3-3 game going to the fourth, <laughs> you're sort sure. of freaking out.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, 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 no, no, totally. Especially – my team's never been to the Super Bowl, so – yeah. I, I, really, I really can't imagine what, what that's like, but, but for everybody else, man, it was just like, God, is anybody going to score? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's funny because I feel like uh, you know, when the Patriots beat the Falcons, that was probably the most exciting Super Bowl of all time, whether you're a fan of either of those teams or not. It was just one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. And then yeah. two years later, they were in arguably the most boring Super Bowl of all time for most people. But for me, it was still very stressful, at least until we were a little bit more into the into the fourth.
0: <laughs> I, uh, you know it's funny, and I don't want to get too much into sports because I know we gotta we gotta redirect. I'm sure, but uh, I think I think the most exciting Super Bowl the Patriots were in it was the uh, when they beat the Panthers.
1: Yeah, that I was, I thought that was as long as second- you do not say
0: when we played the Giants or the Eagles. <laughs> no, the Eagle one was good too, but, but when they played the Panthers, man, that second half was, that was crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, but, you know, it did make me think when I was seeing all these negative reactions and then people are posting like pictures of James Hatfield, like, let's see if these guys are available next year. It just made me think of the petition uh, that you had started. And personally, I think that the end results doing the Too Heavy for a Halftime concert the night before was way better. I just do not think that, personally, as much as I would love to see Metallica do it as a Metallica fan, so since I'm going to be watching the game anyways, I'd kind of prefer that they just sort of stay away from it. Because it's such a circus, it's just completely not what they're about, I feel like. And unless they could do do it a hundred percent their own way, I would just rather them not bother.
0: That was uh, that was a pretty popular sentiment among among a lot of people. Um, yeah. And hey, I mean, I I would have rather seen them do it. Um, I know I I remember we talked about it, and I I, I remember Brian Slagle posting on Twitter when it was get when it was gaining steam that yeah uh, you know that if they do it they will do it their way, um, yep. which almost, which he almost kind of alluded to. Maybe there were negotiations happening, you know, that kind of thing. But, yep. uh, but alas, it never happened.
1: Like, I just do not see them – one, like, if you want a field full of fans, instead of hired people, they're going to be like, all right, we'll bring our fan club in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, like, NFL will be like, well, that seems – overly complicated for us. And then they're gonna be like, all right, well who do you want for special guests? And they're not gonna be saying like, you know, Adam Levine, Travis Scott, and again, nothing against those people, but there's a reason why they choose those acts and it's to get people who do not watch football to watch football. And sure. yeah. so like people will say, Well, think of all the Metallica songs they play during NFL games or this artist or that artist I'm like, but that's the point of the Super Bowl it's to attract as many people as possible and knowing that it already does. So you want to give, you know, younger kids something to watch. You want to give the housewives who watch the voice on loop something to watch. And Adam Levine shirtless is that thing. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to tweet to you the meme or mem, however you say it of him that some yeah. people mean with, uh, Imitating Phil Anselmo, it's, it's, it's priceless. <laughs> <Not fun>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You have to send me that. Um, yep. but that is, but this is, a uh, even though we went a little bit off course, I'll write the ship here because it is a good segue because we are still talking about Metallica live, which is what this episode's all about. Um, I have had the privilege of going to two worldwide shows. Um, one I went to, uh, and covered in a mini episode. Um, that being the arena show in Albany, New York. I had the privilege of going on the first leg to one of the stadium shows at MetLife in New Jersey. Um, but you, sir, are a proud holder of the Black Ticket. So I was excited yep. when you volunteered to come on and talk about your tour experience. So first of all, how many shows have you been able to hit up so far?
0: Um, well, if you go back to the stadium... Uh, we've, we've done 10 so far. Damn, Uh, I am so jealous. (laughs) Well, and that's going, that's going back to the stadium tour too, though. Yeah. Um, if you go to just this arena run that started in September, uh, we've been to seven and we have, um, we're doing the last three, um, Louisville, Indianapolis, and Grand Rapids. It's kind of cool the way it works out because they're all very much within a driving range of each other and they're there are three shows in six days, which is kind of rare for them anymore. Yeah. So it's, uh, you've got, you've got Louisville Saturday off day, Sunday, Indianapolis, Monday, off day, Tuesday, Grand Rapids, Wednesday. Nice. That's yeah, a nice it's kind of run. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Now,
1: um, is the, out of the shows that you've seen, is there, what is your biggest takeaway? Like, is there one show that stands out the most? Or are there, What what is your biggest takeaway as a fan who's now been to, uh, what'd you say, seven or eight on just the current arena leg?
0: Yeah, Um. the biggest, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you, you saw it, you know, you saw it in Albany. I mean, there's yeah. just so much going on when you, when you think about the cubes, yeah. uh, the fact that it's in the center and they're, you know, running all over the place and yeah. Lars is hopping off the drum set and spitting at you. And I mean, it's, you know, um, it's, it's very like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's not a dull moment. You know what I mean? They, right. they even, even if you're a kind of a casual fan and say, um, say maybe you don't know the newer songs very well even with those i mean there's still there's so much happening and you know either kirk soloing in front of you or james is in front of you or robert and then the cubes are going up and down i mean it's 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 really well done i mean and they've done some great in the round tours and this is i i think this tops them all yeah i agree with you uh i
1: first of all i'm a big fan of doing it in the round I'm surprised that more bands do not do shows in the round, uh, mm-hmm. but perhaps that you know that could be for a variety of reasons whether that be cost or comfort or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm a big fan of doing it in the round because like you were saying, it allows them to rotate. and, and you have a, you feel like even though even if you're standing in the same spot for the entire show at the same angle, you feel like you are jumping around the entire arena because the actual view of what you're seeing is changing. The drum set's yeah. rotating. James, mm-hmm. uh, Kirk, Rob—they're running around to the different mics. Um, the way they have it set is like you know they. In this day and age, you barely even need an actual guitar pedal on the stage, and because everything on that end is like computers and patches and this and that. So, it just it allows them complete freedom to come around and give everybody a different view every couple songs. So, like, there's a moment where you're like, oh my god, I cannot believe James is singing Master Puppets, and I'm literally like, right under his nostrils. And then yeah. two songs later, you're like, Rob's doing the crab walk right in front of me. <laughs> and yeah, Lars, yeah. He, the, you know, like I said, the set rotates, but the most mobile drummer of all time <laughs> yeah even if you're a yeah. lars hater and you hate how he drums you cannot knock the fact that he is the most mobile drummer because he's the only drummer i know of that spends at
0: least a quarter of the show not behind a drum set <laughs> yeah. yeah i love when he jumps up and pumps his fists and starts yelling at everybody it's always it's, it's, yeah. that, that'll gets me excited
1: And you can tell he has all that energy because he'll, like you said, he'll just run out between songs and, you know, spit in your face or, you know, spit water at you or whatever. (laughs) But is there a, I guess to sort of simplify my previous question, is there a show from a setlist perspective that stands out where you're like, I cannot believe they finally played this song or wow, they just like, these three songs um, in a row just like blew my mind or is it yes. all sort of blending in now at this point?
0: <laughs> uh, it does kind of blend in a little bit. Uh, but Phantom Lord in Cincinnati was, was pretty badass. Oh, you were at that one. Yeah. When they played that one, I was like, Oh,
1: they have not pulled that
0: one. Yeah. In a while. That, that, that was awesome. Um, We got, what was the show we got? We got ride the lightning. Uh, it's the first time that it's it's been played on the to tour. I can't remember which one. Was that Cleveland? I can look at you right Cincinnati? now. So Cincinnati, I think, had Ride the Lightning and Phantom Board, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I remember leaving Buffalo and thinking that was the best set list we'd seen. M- uh, at Buffalo yeah, I, I just for some reason, I remember Buffalo and thinking that was that was the best set list that we had seen up to that point. Uh, I know that was the night they had. Uh, we had leper messiah. Uh, I'm pretty sure we got blackened instead of spit out the bone. Um, was it four horsemen in buffalo? yeah, we got we got four horsemen in buffalo. i'm'm I'm, I'm conferring with my Fiance travel partner over here, who's who's in the <laughs> at me, shaking her head, yes or no. Um,
1: so to interrupt for a brief moment, I pulled up. Uh, I pulled up the Cleveland set list. I did not know it was Red Lightning. but I pulled up the Cincinnati one. Red Lightning was at four, and then you had Phantom Lord at ten. So that was the one where you yeah, had both. Cincinnati was really cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: and I'm and pull that was the Buffalo. one. That, uh, Cincinnati was the day. It was minus four. <laughs> when we were oh, outside. God. Yeah, I remember them posting about that. Oh and, my god, that was
1: oh frigid.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, that was crazy.
0: Um, yeah, it was. Uh, we, we, I,
1: I typed sorry, I I meant to type in Buffalo Metallica set list, and I typed in Buffalo set list, which gets me a lot of results.
0: Yeah, that's gonna bring <laughs> different stuff too. <laughs> Anyways, um, continue. <laughs> we we parked. We, we didn't care what it cost. We parked as close as possible to the doors, and uh, yeah. we we got out of the car. We had to go up a flight of stairs, and around the arena to the to the designated entrance. And I'm telling you, man, I I thought my lungs were froze that Damn. that night. It was yeah. it was that cold.
1: Damn. They I hope that they were at least trying to rush people in.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they did. Um, yeah. as a matter of fact. Uh two nights later in Cleveland it was like eight degrees and we ended up having to wait outside for like a half an hour. Uh but, but in Cincinnati, no, we, we walked right up and went right in.
1: Well, after Cincinnati, eight degrees feels tropical, so <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> no, like, that's true. Like, I could do this now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I could do this all day, yeah. Yeah. So I pulled out the Buffalo set list. We so have... did did Buffalo pop up. Yeah, so we have um, hardwired... Oh, no, I didn't lose you, did I? Do you hear me?
0: I might have lost him.
1: I can hear you still. Okay. Can you hear me?
0: Yep, connection was lost.
1: It was at this time, explosions began around the world, and the great podcast blackout of 2019 began. Brandon and Jason fought valiantly, stopped the explosions on a global level, and soon reunited to continue their epic discussion about World wires buffalo set list yeah yeah Yeah. looks like we have hardwired atlas rise seek and destroy uh which i like that they they did the same thing when i saw them in albany they moved that song up closer to the beginning of the set just i think they've been ending. they spent so many shows ending the whole concert with that song just sometimes just moving a song up earlier freshens things up you know Uh uh-huh uh, and then after that, Leper Messiah. Yeah. Which is my least favorite song on my favorite album of all time. So, needless to say, I love that song and obviously a rarity. So, I would have uh, freaked out if I heard that one. That yeah, was cool. The Unforgiven. And Now That We're Dead, Wherever I May Roam, From the Bell Tolls, Halo and Fire, Fall by the Four Horsemen, which they have not really been playing much. Creeping right. Death, Moth into Flame, True One, Master of Puppets, Battery, Nothing Else Matters, Sandman.
0: Yeah, and remember, Four Horsemen comes after, uh, after Robert plays Anesthesia. Oh
1: yeah, I like
0: that. Yeah, they don't actually put that on the set list, but it. Um, yeah. That's the they spot. They do their little where, doodle. <laughs> yeah, him and Kirk do their little doodle. And then he takes the stage by himself. And did they did they do it in Albany then? Where they have yes. cliff cubes? Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, they did do that. Yes, that's it it's pretty awesome.
1: Very powerful. And I I've been to uh several shows where they do a cool cliff tribute, whether it's through play part of anesthesia or just sort of flashing his face on a screen during uh, you know, a particular song or whatever. Uh, nice uh-huh. to know that, you know, he's always present in the band, of course. And yeah. Yeah. speaking of the Kirk Rob Doodles, did you see any ones that were like extra cool that stood out to you? Because they, so many, especially over the summer, I feel like every week would be like a little bit of like a false like Metallica covers Prince. Metallica covers, you know, yeah. whatever. It's like, well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's like.
0: Kind of, yeah. yeah that, that's, that, they started um, a lot of those websites started doing that to you know for clickbait. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll tell you the coolest one that we saw, and I, I think uh, I think me and maybe like twenty five people in the arena recognized it. But they played uh, in Pittsburgh. They doodled. They doodled a Donny Iris song. Okay. Uh, and he is a. See, I, I grew up in Youngstown, about 45 minutes from Pittsburgh, and uh, he is a local legend. Like, like people go goo-goo for, and he's like, God knows, he's probably 70 years old now. But, uh, but people, people in that area go crazy for Donny Iris, and he had one big hit. Uh, it's called "Ah Leah." And I'm I'm telling you, if you heard it, you would recognize it. But, but to just say it and all that, it doesn't. But anyways, Kirk and Robert played it, and uh, it was pretty cool. It was. Uh, I was like, I, I remember thinking, is that? It is. <laughs> you know, one of those. <laughs> and it was.
1: I, I, I just pulled up the song. Do like vaguely know that song? I would have never thought of that in a million and one years.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. And when when they hit the uh, you know, when Kirk hit the opening line to it to start it, I'm like, oh wow, that's cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you could see a lot of people uh, in the arena, kind of like, oh, my dad likes this song. <laughs> you
1: know. <laughs> my uh, I think my favorite was when several sites posted metallica does horrible cover of purple rain or whatever yeah. something did i think it was purple rain it's like you're taking it completely out of context and way too seriously i was like was it pretty no because their basis was singing of and it was bass guitar only and they're doing a very loose barely practiced version of it for like yeah Thirty seconds as a fun little like jam.
0: <laughs> yeah, just to kind of pay tribute to somebody from you know in the city that they're in. Yeah, I thought it was kind of uh, funny that when when we saw the the state college show, which is on Penn State's campus, um, that that's all that's there. If you've ever been there, um, State yeah. College, PA is is Penn State. That's all there is. So there's not a lot of. Uh, big time rock stars that come out of the area. Yeah. So they just, so they just played the fight song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I had the privilege of meeting uh, briefly at the Albany show, Uh, met fan Mike, who's a black ticket holder. He does a cool little YouTube show about oh, cool. uh, his Metallica collection and stuff. Uh, But he's been traveling around. I think he, If I'm not mistaken, he basically was able to work it out with his job where he's going, I think, to every show on these North American legs. I'm not sure how he worked it out or what the situation is, but he's basically following the band around on the three, two or three legs, whatever they've done of North America. I think they're about to start their third. Um, I'm not sure if he followed them on the stadium portion of it, though. But anyways, there's neither here nor there. He's been following them on the at least for the arena shows, every North American or every uh, you know, US date. And um he is from what I gather from he he's established like a little black ticket family, you know, they travel together or whatever. Have you run into like familiar faces that when you're on the floor you're like you hang out or anything like that?
0: Yep. Yeah. Um you get uh you get accustomed to seeing a lot of the same faces, and yeah. uh, a lot of them are are people that I met um, at the Fillmore anniversary shows. Um, oh, people that I
1: Fillmore anniversary shows too back in the day.
0: Yeah, yeah, in two thousand eleven. Yeah. Um,
1: I almost quit my job and lost my marriage because I really wanted to go to those shows,
0: <laughs> but I was across the country. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
0: yeah, so there there was there's a lot of people that I met there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that uh, if you remember poor posting me, that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there's a lot of people that I mean there's a lot more people that post on there now. um obviously, since they opened it up and you know it's what was that three or four years ago when they opened it up? <laughs> yeah. um, but there yeah, that that used to be kind of a kind of a tighter community, but it's you know it's huge now, but but a lot of those people are all, you know, um, they're people that the only reason I know them or would know them is is through through Metallica and through the fan club, and right. and it's really cool. Um, uh, the guy who is going to be in our wedding and is, you know, one of my very best friends, uh, that's how I met him. Um, cool. Is you know, it was through through a meet and greet um, in 2009. Uh, and one of the exciting things that happened uh, out on the road was uh, we got engaged at the Las Vegas show.
1: Congratulations! But well, I was actually going to bring that up as you mentioned your marriage and you mentioned your fiance earlier. Uh, I saw that I think on Instagram, perhaps maybe it was Twitter, Facebook, one of the one of the social medias. And yeah. uh, but I wanted to tell you in person, congrats! That's freaking awesome.
0: Thanks, man. Um, yeah, it was, it it took some planning, but it it worked out. Um, Joe, Joe Sib, I don't know if you're listening to this, but if you do, thanks again, buddy. That was, uh, that was really great. Really, really great. The way that he stepped up and helped me out with that.
1: And if you're not, what the hell's wrong with you? You might might get praise (laughs) from Jason, but you're dead to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now Joe is, um, because I, I don't know that they were doing this uh, in Albany. This is I think this is just started in Madison back in September. Uh, Joe is Jim Brewer's DJ. Okay. And yeah, the, uh, the the pre show party. Um, he is the first kind of host and plays music and it's really um, man I, I wish you could get out to see it before it ends because I don't know that they'll do this again and if you haven't seen it it's it's kind of funny because it's taking a lot for people for some people at least to kind of wrap their head around it so when you walk into the arena now the the lights are down um mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not completely dark but it's it's pretty you know it's not your normal arena lights are on yeah um they've got you know just some ambient kind of blue and red light here and there and for the most part though it's pretty dim and when you come in it's about 6:30 i think it is roughly and joe gets on the microphone and welcomes everyone and he cranks up typically some motorhead or something like that and then he just basically he literally dj's for about a half an hour or so and then joe, uh, jim Brewer comes up on the stage, uh, about 7.30-ish. And the thing, the thing that people are having trouble wrapping their heads around is it's not your typical, um, opening performance kind of thing. Like, Jim comes up and he tells some jokes and some funny stories and he interacts with the crowd, uh, and then he kicks it back to Joe, who plays some more music, and then 10 minutes later brewers backstage and he's, you know, messing with Lars and 15 minutes later, he's back up on the main stage, messing with the crowd. And, uh, he takes you all the way up until, uh, eight when long way to the top starts before ecstasy of gold. And I, I think, I think people, if, if you're listening and you're not understanding it's, um, <laughs> a, lo- a lot of people are like, they, for some reason, they just don't get it. They're like, yeah. I don't understand what the guy was supposed to be doing. Like he was up there and he was coming back and, and I'm like, no, he's hosting a party. Like that's the, yeah.
1: it's, you know, it, it's a really cool, unique way to basically increase fan interaction and also to just get you really excited. Oh What's yeah. More excited for Metallica because, you know, how many shows have you been to? where whether it's Metallica or another headlining artist and you're like how many opening acts we got oh only one all right cool oh who's opening up oh you like it's always sometimes you get a great show with oh I love the opening act I love the headlining act whatever but most of the time from my experiences anyways it's like I gotta sit through two bands before I see Metallica right you know like so like it's awesome when it's a, when you randomly get a band that you like. Like, I'm super jealous of uh, the fans in Europe who are gonna get Ghost opening up because I'm a huge Ghost fan. But oh, you are. Yeah, I'm a big Ghost fan. And I, I know you oh, are yeah. as well, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I thought recall when we talked about it. You were kind of. Were you kind of on the fence?
1: No, last time we talked, yep. I was I was full in because. Prequel was just about to be released, if I recall, when that came out. It came out like yep. beginning of September, if I recall, middle of September, sometime in September, and yeah. we recorded at the very end of August, and I, so I think at that point the first two singles had come out. Um, yes. No, I, I, think- was, I at that point I was full into ghosts. I was late to the party, like I was not there um, at the very beginning. I kind of came in um I would say I caught up on their first couple releases before uh album 3 dropped.
0: Before Meliora, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I yeah, I am insanely jealous that that's who's opening that Europe run this summer.
1: Yeah. That but was, if it's not a band old- like but if it's not a band like that that yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay attention. What were you saying, though? I cut you off. I'm sorry.
0: No, I was just trying to steer you back. It, it was my fault for
1: taking you on a sidetrack there. No, no. Take <laughs> me on the sidetrack. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go down. We already talked about sports. Let's yeah. talk about ghosts. Let's do this.
0: Let's figure out how to get over the pond so that we can see Ghost open for Metallica.
1: <laughs> I was um, – it's not happening for me. No. But I did humor the idea. I I I so one of my friends, he's die hard Ghost fan, like a Ghost fanatic, and he also Ooh. likes Metallica. And uh so I texted him and I was like, "Uh, I'll talk to my wife. You talk to your girl. Let's see if uh, where do you want to go in Europe? Maybe uh, Ireland or you know where do you want to go?" <laughs> and then where we like, I like briefly looked up uh you know, the dates, and then I briefly looked up, uh, uh, you know, flight packages, and then I was like, this is just, it's
0: not in the cards this summer, but. Yeah, it's expensive, man, because you know yeah. what? I did the same thing. So yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, ah, oh, I don't know, oh, we got a wedding coming up next year, Oh, yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I was able to see Ghost twice though on their current tour I saw them um, at the Capitol Theater in Portchester, New York before uh, it was like right before prequel came out um, mm-hmm. so they were performing they performed like a few songs off the album but had not come out yet and then I saw them at uh, one of the arena shows I saw them at Barclays Center in Brooklyn which oh. was uh, awesome Both shows were awesome. Had to be. And uh, if I've, I feel like I've said this before. If you're, if you're like on the fence about ghosts, or you still have a lot of questions about ghosts, just do yourself a favor and listen to the new album because I feel like their new album is a lot more universal for people who might be on the fence. The songs are. Uh, you know they have a lot more upbeat, a lot of catchy songs. Especially if you're a Metallica fan, I feel like there's more songs that are sort of in that classic rock '80s metal vibe. Not that Metallica <laughs> songs ne- not necessarily fit that model, but there's a lot of crossover.
0: And uh, there's, I, I, I'm. Hmm, it is hard to find anybody. And this is very high praise, but next to Metallica, I, I don't know who's better than them live. I, I, I really don't. At, at least it's out touring right now. Yeah. I mean, there's very
1: – I cannot think of – in terms of bands right now that are touring, um, I cannot think of many rock bands that are putting on big rock shows. You have Metallica. You have Iron Maiden. Um, you know, I, you have, like, the older acts, like, not the, I mean, Metallica's an older act, too, but I still think of them as, like, a relevant, uh, yeah, uh, modern band, too, but, like, uh, in, in and nothing against these bands, but, like, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, like, bands that are not put out new material, uh, um, mm-hmm. in recent years, you know, besides those, like, handful. The only band that I can think of that's really putting on, like, a big straight-up rock show right now
0: is Ghost. And it's uh, it, it's phenomenal. And I know people are always like, uh, uh, I saw uh, uh, whatever, Suicide Whatever, and I'm telling you, man, they, they crushed. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, that was probably <laughs> loud, and that was probably a lot of screaming, and that's great. Yeah. But if you want to go see a good, quality-sounding just from start to finish. Yeah. Just incredible musicians. You know, yeah. I mean, he's got so many people up on the stage with him now. It's They're they're hard to beat. I, I don't know who there is. Yeah, um, well, I was
1: going to say, one of the great things about the current tour, too, is that they have now made um, enough money financially where they can, where Tobias Forrest, the creative mastermind behind Ghost, the lead singer, he he's able to afford to bring out a full band of people so Uh instead of relying on any samples or like keyboards or synths um he's able to get uh i mean there's still that but like more background singers extra guitars extra percussion um it's so he has i would say maybe eight people total between the singers and the percussionists and the keyboardist and the drummer and the guitarist and the bassist, about eight would you yeah.
0: say? Yeah, there's uh, well there's there's the two guitars, the bass player, then there's the do everything guy, yeah, the drummer. Uh, that's five. Then there's the two uh, female keyboard players. That's seven.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then if you put, and if you put him in, that's eight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. the do everything guy is truly a do-everything guy. He'll... Oh, yeah. He does oh, yeah. background vocals, guitar, percussion, whatever is... Whatever somebody else is not playing, he'll play it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And it's not indulgent too. That's the thing. It's not overindulgent because it's really just recreating live what he has done on record. So it's like a better oh. live representation of what has already been done on record. Um, it's not like it does not come across as, like, self-indulgent or whatever. And one thing I love about Ghost is that, you know, as serious as the music is, it's all very tongue-in-cheek. And as live especially, he has a great sense of humor. And one of my favorite parts of the live show is when he introduces the band members. Uh, because, for those of you who might not know, he's the only person that has a name. And he, on stage, it's a fake name. Um, but the rest of his bands are just the ghouls or in the case of the new females, the ghoulettes. So he'll go around and be like, on made guitar, ghoul, on yeah. bass, ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen him do it twice now and it made me laugh hysterically both times. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he's so long story short, you're a, Jason and I are very jealous of you. But back to your original point of the Jim Brewer experience, I actually missed uh, part of it on the Albany show, but I was able to catch the second half of it. And it is a really great party, really great fan interaction. And it, you might go into the show thinking, I cannot get any more punks from talk than I already am. And he'll somehow uh, accomplish that for you. And I think it's confusing for people because people who know Jim Brewer expect to come on and just do like a stand-up set. And I'm Mm -hmm. not saying he's not going to make you laugh, but that's not what he's there for. He's basically an MC. He's a hype guy. Right. Yep. Exactly. it's a truly unique experience. I cannot think of another band who's done something like this before. And I think it's something that uh, has been, at this point, they've sort of have it down to uh, science, at least Jim Brewer does and i would be really interested to see if they continue this or do something similar to this on any future tours down the road especially in north america or have they tried yeah. it in other countries in like a different format uh down the road you know that'd be really interesting too
0: i hope so um, cuz i mean it's it's typically a discussion while waiting in line with somebody is i would much rather like like you were saying before, I, I would much rather hear Joe and Jim play classic metal songs and tell jokes and screw around with the crowd than have to stand through 35 minutes of somebody that I don't care about that I'm never gonna listen to again. Yeah. Scream scream their heart out because this is their big moment. You know, for opening for Metallica, you know, and no no offense, dudes, but I'm just not into it. I'm not. You're you're not what I'm here for, you yeah. know. And having Jim just kind of set the mood, I, I think it's great. I
1: really do. Yeah, and I always think back to like even when they've brought out other big bands to tour. Like I remember seeing. I went to both Summer Sanitarium tours, and the second one especially, I was like, Deftones are not do for me. I know Deftones have a lot of fans, and send me your hate mail, but they were horrible in a stadium setting. Yeah, I'd agree. I I totally agree. And they started the show, and then it was uh, I forget the order, but it was Linkin Park who I've never been a fan of, and I know they have a lot of fans, and, you know, I feel bad about Chester Bennington and all that jazz, but, bottom line, I'm not a fan of their music. That was torturous to me. And then the most torturous part was Limp Fucking Biscuit. (laughs) And, like, (laughs) By the time, by the time Metallica <laughs> came on, I was like, I I was, I was truly angry and they were a great release. I was I <laughs> so like, I, I went I to this big festival credit. show and I like one band. <laughs> I mean, granted yeah. it's my favorite band of all time and they played for like three hours. They played a full show. So I'm like but i was like that was a long day
0: leading up to that (laughs) i I will say this for fred and limp biscuit at least they're very realistic about things because i i'm i'm sure he did this at the show you were at he he introduced you know the song nookie yeah he he introduced it as this next song is the stupidest fucking song ever written to somehow get on the breaking? And then they started playing it, and I was like, "Okay, hey, that's that's pretty right. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I I I the main thing that stands out to me about their set was I was on the this was at uh, Gillette Stadium in Massachusetts and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the field, so I was, I you know, my brother and I went. We pushed our way up near the front of the stage, and I just remember like this old school metalhead next to me. Uh, well, there's a few of them. They had the leather jackets, the patches, you know, the hair, the the whole package that you think of when you when I say old school metalhead. Yeah. Biscuit came on, and they did the old school thing that they would do to Motley Crue in the clubs, where they just turned their backs. Stick up the middle finger and stay that way for the entire Lympus
0: gets like, set. That's great. I was you know, I, I was hoping that's where this was going. Is, uh, I'm like, oh, please tell me these guys turned around and gave them the finger the whole I didn't want to ruin your story, but that's what I was thinking. I'm like, Oh come on, tell me the they did.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they did. That is a that is a very true story. So that at least made me laugh. But long story short, the Jim Brewer hype party, not a bad alternative at all. Yeah, especially too, like it, it, you know, they give you a chance. If this is your thing, uh, uh, you can usually track down like a sample blackened or uh, an internite pilsner, um, Uh and you know, so like that's a good opportunity. If that's not your thing, or you want to just sort of check those things out, do so because it's they're available at if not every show most every show yeah and yeah. uh i a couple more things because i know you gotta probably get going here but um a couple more things before you do uh uh-huh. i was gonna ask you oh, what, what was i just gonna ask you it was right there it was in my brain it was on the tip of my tongue oh the, so there's like a lot of uh tour packages and a lot of, you know, fan interactive things that Metallica has offered for this leg uh, yeah. or for the last legs. Have you had an opportunity to do any of the meet and greet stuff or any of the, uh, you know, the member remains exhibit or anything like that?
0: I I have not gotten a chance to see the exhibits. Um, with, with black ticket, we go in, with the people who have unforgiven package tickets, okay, uh, and the uh, the hardwired package, that's the one where they have the uh, they have the the museum and uh, the buffet yeah. and bar yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. And then um, uh, Whiplash is the one. I it, it's either hardwired or Whiplash. One you get the experience of the museum and the bar and all that. And then the other one is you get the museum, the bar, and all that, and you get to meet them. Yeah. Um and I can't remember. I think Whiplash is the one where you get to meet them and everything. And, and then uh, Yeah, I'm not sure which package is which off the top of my head, but Yeah. Well and, and those people go in first uh for as far as early entry and then unforgiven and black tickets go together behind them. Yeah. Um I will say this: um, we've accidentally gotten the Unforgiven package gifts a few times. Um, it's really strange because there's like a lot of there's like a lot of commotion and confusion when you're going in typically. Yeah. And uh, so they're they're checking things, they're wristbanding things, they're handing people. And and I've literally had someone who works for CID, the company that's uh, that's doing all the packages, just hand us the bag and say here. And I said, no, I'm, I'm a black ticket. I don't even, and the lady said, no, here, go. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> you know, no problem. Rewarded for uh, your honesty, see? <laughs> yeah, no, said, okay, sure. Uh, it's, a, it, it's a, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a very nice, um, they get a decorative or a commemorative little box that has the WorldWired logo like uh, engraved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then inside it, There's a scary guy necklace. Uh, there's like a bottle opener that looks like a, it's like the end of a guitar head. Yeah. Um, And there's a couple pins and stuff. And then they get the exclusive VIP poster too. Um, yeah, Yeah,
1: those are are awesome. I love that. They're doing this. I always, it's like one of the highlights of, uh, you know, following them on Instagram or wherever where I'm like, Oh, let me see, uh, tonight's posters. And they, there's usually two versions. Uh, like the one that they sell to the general public, and the mm-hmm. one that's the VIP one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I I lost my lost my lost my shit over the one in Cleveland, man. That one was so good, and that was the general public one. Is uh, they it was at the Cavaliers arena, and they um, so I, I grew up a big Cavs fan. So they took the they took the original old cavalier logo and they turned him into a skeleton pirate and it was it's it's just awesome <laughs> i loved it
1: <laughs>
0: As i saw it i'm like oh we have to have that so we oh, I'm look at
1: it right now that is really cool
0: yeah it, it was really it cool. was pretty badass
1: yeah my biggest regret is so uh you know i grew up in new england uh relocated to the New York area. I'm in Connecticut now, so I'm technically still New England. But for those of you who are not from this area, Connecticut's like split into two halves. There's like a New England half and like a New York half that's close to New York City. I'm in the New York half, and uh, so when I went to, like I said, when I that's why when I saw uh, Metallica, it was at MetLife in New Jersey. It was in Albany in New York, um, and but I, I bought uh, I got tickets for my buddy the Ghost. Uh, fan actually, uh, to go to the Gillette show because he's not in the fan club, so I hooked him up with like free tickets or in, not free tickets, early tickets and that he paid before. And um, I wish I had the amount of money to give my friends free tickets, but uh, he went to the show at Gillette and they were selling uh, a Patriots themed Metallica T-shirt. It says like Metallica oh. has like the old school Patriots yeah. logo, but it's a skull and he's sticking up a middle finger with, like, the Super yeah. Bowl rings on it, and it says, deflate this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's, uh, that's Tony Squindo that does those.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, it, uh,
0: he's the artist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a really cool design, and I was, like, I saw it on, like, Twitter randomly, like, the day of the show, and I was, like, holy shit. I, like, text him, I'm, like, I need you to buy me this fucking shirt. But yeah, it was one of those things where it's, like, He saw people wearing it before I even sent it. He checked it out, and it's only a limited supply, and it like sold out. You know, record time. I'm I'm sure that was like the number one shirt sold at Gillette. (laughs) uh,
0: I'm sure, and and they've done it. uh, It was originally he was only doing them at like select shows, and then I think because I think because of the popularity of it, they said screw it, just do it. Do one for all of them. Yeah. And so now yeah. he's uh, he, now, now he does one for every show.
1: And it's a great collectible. I mean, I, there's a handful of bands maybe that would do something like that, like maybe like a Pearl Jam or something like that. You know, there's, so, so it's, again, another like great way to just make it feel a little bit more personal, a little bit more interactive, which I feel like for a band who's as massive as they are, they do an incredibly good job of it.
0: Well, and you get the free download um a couple
1: yeah. days after yeah which are, i mean which is totally worth it like those live downloads are i mean if i went to the show i'd be willing to pay for the show you know
0: yeah totally and it's um i mean it's soundboard quality it's been mixed yeah. you know that's why it takes a few days for you to get it um i'll tell you what i want to try is i can't remember what it's called but this headphone thing that they have. If I can get a hold of it at one of the last three shows, I'll make sure and tell you about tell you how good it was or not. Um, they have an app that you put on your phone. You go to the soundboard, um, and they give you like a Bluetooth Bose headset, and you can use the app to either listen to the show like normal with all four instruments at once. You can switch to listen to just James. You can switch to listen to oh, just Kurt. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And every time, every time I think of it, and I walk back to the soundboard and ask, "Are you guys doing that tonight?" There's always some sort of technical problem. They don't, they don't have yeah, it ready. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping one of these last three shows, I'd, I'd like to try it. That would be really cool. Yeah. If you get the opportunity, please let me know. I've heard
1: of uh, artists doing that. I, I was not. I, I was unaware that Metallica was offering that. That is. Awesome. Uh-huh. That would be like a really. I mean, I would. I could spend all night using that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's too. I'm like, oh man, am I going to want to take this off? You know? Yeah.
1: Well, it's especially cool too. Like, I feel like if you are in the position like yourself uh, and you're a black ticket holder and you're able to go to, uh, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, all the shows, whatever the case may be, like such a mm-hmm. cool way to kind of spice it up and experience it in a new fashion
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: yep and it's such like a unique fashion that you knowing that most people in the arena are not
0: experiencing that yeah it's uh it's very limited and, and like i said I've, I've only seen it at a couple of the shows um i know it's available at all of them or at least all the ones i've been to and i even know the guy who's running it because he sees me coming, and he's like, not tonight, man. <laughs> and I'm like, oh.
1: <laughs>
0: So, uh, but, yeah, so it's been hit and miss, you know?
1: Yeah. So, uh, you said you have three more shows lined up. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing the the very last three of the tour. Which, so, two points before we wrap up here. Uh, Well, one point and a question. The great thing sure. about the black ticket is – the affordability of it—it's yes, it's like about six hundred dollars. But if you're in a yeah. position where you can go to basically how it works, a four, five, six shows, you've paid for the ticket. So anything yeah. after that is like like at this point, you're basically going to free shows.
0: Yeah. oh, yeah. That way, you know. Yeah, or or you can like you can you can just break it down. Um, when it's all said and done, we'll have made it to ten on the black ticket run. It was six hundred, so we paid sixty bucks a ticket.
1: Yeah, which for Metallica in two thousand nineteen, yeah, not a bad deal at all, you know. No,
0: not at all. Especially
1: since you're on the floor, you know, in those GA's, uh, you know, standing room. I almost said seats, but you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, it it you know to, it's not like you're up on the nosebleeds experiencing you know you're you're 60 bucks for you know a front row experience that's nothing in this day and age when you really map it out
0: and there's not a bad spot on the floor anywhere. no
1: no because Uh, of going back to the rotating stage and it being in the uh, round
0: and you you don't even have um i mean you don't even have heads in your way nothing it's it's uh i mean you're you're literally on on all four sides. You know, on some sides you're only it's only two deep. You know, yeah. because they run the room. And then yeah. the, on the larger, you know, sides where like the soundboard is and stuff, you're still only about six or eight deep. Yeah. You know, that's that's really and, and that's if you're all the way in the back. You're still only about six or eight people back. Yeah, no, it's true. I went to the when I went to the Albany show, I was
1: uh you know having a couple adult beverages i was hanging out with uh mrs Metallicast and uh you know we watched the tail end of the Jim brewer thing and you know the the intro stars metallica comes out and like she could see i'm like inching to move closer but like she's like you can go ahead i'm like no 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 i don't want to you know leave me back she's like i'm fine go so I was like <laughs> <laughs> booked it. And I was I was that uh I was the obnoxious guy at that concert. I was drunk, loving life, loving everybody around me. Everybody was my friend. I wanted to make sure everybody was singing. Uh God bless them, because they had to put up with a very obnoxious uh Brandon. But uh That's you weird. know. But uh I have no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> no nor should you no no. so one final question before we wrap this up Uh, you know okay. like we've already said you got three shows coming up is there any songs you've not heard on this current tour that you've not seen them put in the setlist yet that you are hoping that they play
0: oh no you know pressure. this is another thing that always gets <laughs> yeah um so or if you're if you're talking about like rarities that they're probably not gonna play regardless, um, yeah, I mean, I would love to see them pull Dyer's Eve out of nowhere, or um, something you know, something along those lines. Um, but realistically, that has kind of been played in the last five, eight years. That hasn't been played in about the last two or so. Uh, I love when they play "Turn the Page" live. Yeah. Um, the live the, the vibe is it's it's really good. Um, we have not heard surprisingly. Um, we have not heard "Dream No More" yet. Oh. Uh, we, yeah,
1: that'd be a cool one.
0: Uh, yeah. We we heard "Confusion." We've heard yeah. uh the the rarities. You know, we heard "Confusion." We heard um spit out the bone a couple of times and obviously the staples that they've been playing and Moth and uh Moth and Hardwired,
1: Hardwired and Atlas. And Atlas yeah.
0: Now that we're dead and, and even yeah. um even Halo we've heard a couple of times, which is really good. Yeah. Um but but yeah we haven't heard that. So so either one of those two, um I really I would I would I'm weird. I'd like to hear like Outlaw Torn or something like that. Oh
1: yeah, me too. I mean I know that they would not, but I would I would personally just die.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, no, I, that would be uh,
1: I would yeah. love to see more I maybe we're in the minority here. Uh but I would love to see more load reload stuff come up. I think it's I my personal opinion is that's just not their headspace right now. Their headspace yeah, is I- more playing the old school thrash stuff. I mean, if you listen to Death Magnetic, if you listen to Hardwire, Self Destruct. The newer material is more in that vein. Uh, so, like a song like "Until It Sleeps" or "Bleeding Me" or you know "Hair of the Day" might seem a little bit more left field, depending on where you put it in the playlist. But I would like to see some more of those songs come out because there's so many, um, especially if you know they go back around and do a stadium show. because uh, the, the stadium shows attract so much more of a casual Metallica fan. Uh, yeah. than even, like, the arena shows, um, which is why I think, you know, when I saw them at MetLife, they played all the big black album hits, I think, yeah. because you, they know they're going to have a little bit more of a casual audience there. Not that they don't yeah. play those show, uh, those songs otherwise, but, you know, they usually will play two or three of, like, the big five, you know? And, yeah. Uh, but if they could sprinkle in some more of, like, the load-reload radio hits or some deeper cuts here and there, I think that would be a, a really cool experience, especially if they do another uh, acoustic benefit. I feel like so many of those songs would lend themselves to an acoustic interpretation. That would be really cool.
0: One that I did, uh, one that is a, a rarity that I, I completely lost it, was in State College when they played Holier Than Thou. That's a good deep cut. Yeah, that was... Soon as soon as that started, man, and then I'm like, ah, oh, ah. Oh! <laughs> I started like, yelling. <laughs> the people around me shaking. I'm like, ah. Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to let me know how the next three shows go for you. And uh, I know that the next North American leg starts up in like two or three days. So, which I'm excited about. Even though I'm not going to any of the shows on this leg, I'm excited just as a fan to Check out social media. See the set list. See the posters. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out the live videos that they always put on their YouTube channel. Check out some of the, you know, live recordings. It's a, When Metallica's on tour, it's a great time to be a Metallica fan. Uh, I'm jealous of your Black Ticket. Maybe next time I will, if they, if they do this again on, the, on uh, their next album tour. Because I have a feeling this might be the last leg of North America until the next album.
0: Yeah, I I, I've been wondering that same thing because they still haven't uh, gone to Japan, New Zealand, Australia. Yeah, Uh, I think they probably have another.
1: I'm gonna guess that they will tour through 2020. I don't think they'll be back in the states. You know, I think they they're going to Europe over the summer. I think, like you said, they'll make their way to those other areas, and then hopefully by you know end of 2020, beginning of 2021, we at least have uh you know them in a studio not a new physical product in our hand
0: something yeah i mean even the even the big one-off shows like the like the one in minneapolis back in 2016 you know that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Even, even if at least something we can go to you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: well have a blast anything any final words before we sign off
0: oh Just anybody who's listening, who's going to be out on the road, be safe. And uh, if this is your first time downloading this podcast, you better download it every time after, because this is (laughs) best. This is the best Metallica podcast, I promise you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I might have, uh,
1: I might have, you know, my download number might fail in comparison to other Metallica podcasts out there, but really. It's all your fault, people. Download it more. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get on it. Tell your friends. Because we are, you are, I am, we are the Metallicast Militia, Jason. And that's right. Together, I'm like, as I've always said, I just finished year one, which was like my No Life to Leather phase. I'm ready to release <laughs> my fucking debut album, all right? Word of mouth yeah. is spreading. And I need to have enough traction so I can fuck the world with Ride the Light, okay, in year three, okay? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the language and the graphicness, but I'm pumped up now. I want world domination, you know? No disrespect to the Al Metallica podcast, but you heard from Mr. Jason Super Bowl Petition Long. I'm the best. For whatever. they damn it. Yeah. <laughs> In that... all seriousness, though, no, I do appreciate that. <laughs> no,
0: you're, you're welcome, man. It's really good. I,
1: I, I enjoy it. Absolutely. Thank you. And where can, do you, do you want to plug your social media or anything? Anybody listening to this, you know, knows
0: where to check out a Metallica fan? Oh. Uh... Or not. Yeah, Script Ohio on Twitter, Jason Long Seven Eight on Instagram. If you're if you want to be friends, hit me up on there. If you don't want to be friends,
1: that's you fine. Probably too. download the other Metallica <laughs> podcast and not this one. <laughs> yeah. That's probably it. You're right. You and a lot of people probably download all of them. But that's okay. You know? Either way, you're my militia. That's <laughs> I'm getting right, so buddy. angry. I'm getting so angry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um please follow me on social media after you follow Jason long. I am at MetallicastPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, please as I've seriously and jokingly said many times, download and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us almost wherever uh, anywhere you find your podcast whether that be iTunes or Google. Another uh, thing that that's a big help go to iTunes, leave a review. Give a five star review, alright? I I have mostly five stars. I got a couple twats out there who think this is a one star podcast, but I'm a Whoa. podcast professional.
0: Right? I'm a
1: podcast professional. Jason's personally hmm. offended. That's right. But this this particular episode, Jason, I think it's gonna be enough to change those one star one stars. Is that we yeah, ch- we'll, we'll they're make it a th- word. We'll they are gonna give, one well, star is mine. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change their minds, and then Mister Long, we're gonna change the world. They're gonna give you a two because you put me on here with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than my one. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe if uh, the Mel Up Your Podcast boys come back on, they'll give me a five star review
0: i hope so more.
1: <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs>
0: well they, they do pretty good work too there there
1: are right. no no I, I i'm just i'm simply k i am just i am simply I love i love this show and, and honestly all joking aside uh the reason why i think it works to having multiple metallica podcasts is that we're all a little bit different we all take a little bit yeah. of our own spin on it um and it all joking aside before anybody tries to start anything on twitter between us or whatever i'm completely joking uh but started. seriously, download and subscribe Do to my to my podcast. Um, if you're
0: listening and you're thinking about starting, <laughs> start it. Do it. <laughs>
1: that, that's from Jason Locke. Uh, <laughs> not from me, but hey, if they start it, I won't be responsible for finishing it. <laughs> uh, no, we don't need the turn your back, and stick up the middle finger equivalent to the other shows. They're good shows, and I like them a lot. And I've had uh, uh, Clint from Malibu Podcast uh, on the show. It was fantastic. Uh, They've been nothing but kind to me. Um, This is all a joke. (laughs) But what's not a joke is you – I'm going to say this one more time. I wonder how many people have tuned out of this ending. This is the longest ending of Metallica's ever. But I'm okay with I have – uh fuck it all and fucking no regrets right jason so you're right download subscribe leave a five star review leave me a nice comment i like it get all warm and fuzzy i go on itunes and i'm like oh some people listen and people like my show and you know what it makes me want to do more and follow me on social media at Metallica's Pod, like i said on facebook twitter and instagram jason thank you so much you've been so gracious with your time um even though you started uh, an unnecessary, unprovoked by me, Twitter war with other podcasts that I enjoy and listen to, um, <laughs> and got along with until this episode, um, it's, gonna
0: be a ride, it's all happening.
1: It'll be a ride. <laughs> <But> thank, <laughs> thank you for your time. Thank you for starting the ride. Thank you for the kind words and for being part of the Metallica's Militia. Until next time, like oh, why, why am I signing off, Jason? I got so wrapped up in the descriptions and the downloads, I forgot to say the cover song. Which, Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. You're you're just waiting in suspense, right? Yeah. I should do this every episode where I do the tag and then I'm like, oh no, by the way, there's more because the longest ending in Metallica's history did not go long enough. So let me go a little bit longer. The. Co- <laughs> The cover for this episode, I chose a, a live bootleg version of Creeping Death by the band Stone Sour. Okay. Okay. Are you a Stone Sour fan? I'm not a big Stone Sour fan. I'm not a big fan of a lot of, uh, of several of the RSI Play Doom and Howl covers, but I still enjoy listening to the Metallica covers.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Corey Taylor was at the show in Las Vegas. Was he? I... No, I'm not a big Slipknot fan. I'm not. I actually, I'm not a Slipknot fan at all. To be honest, I'm. I'm not really a Stone Sour fan, but I am a Corey Taylor fan. I think that man has is a great representative for metal, and he is a superbly amazing vocalist. If you've ever really hear him sing, you know he can sort of do it all. He's a he's a great talent.
0: That one, super nice guy too, and uh, the girl that he runs with. Oh man. I'm, I'm not getting in trouble there, but look out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which,
1: congratulations again. And uh, next time, uh, you know, have your fiance jump on the air and give me a hell yeah or a metal up your ass or anything like that. Speaking of yeah. which, Jason, Dude. it's time for the final word. Are you ready? I'm
0: ready. Metal up your ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: have to ride the Lightning Album, my that <laughs> allow me to do my best James Hetfield impression. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we're ready! You ready, man.
0: I'm not dead.